Hey, listen, no one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Come on in. Hey, don't take that doctor too literally seriously, literally seriously. Hey, don't do it because uh, it's not like I can I can't write out a prescription to get you any medication, but I can drive you to your local pharmacy if you need me to to help you out that way. So, but welcome to the show. I'm Professor of Perseverance, Dr. James Purdue. Hey, today we're going to talk with a guy. You know, if we need some upbeat, we need life going. You know, it's gone south, and we need to move it back up where normal where we can handle it. Do the best way we can. Today, we got the man here for you. Hey, what if you're all of a sudden going down the road and you get hit by a vehicle? Well, let's talk to our next guest here and see what happens in life. Welcome to the show, Jimmy Apple. Hey, James. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm glad to be here with you. And hey, thank you for being on your show last week, uh, right. an Apple a Day uh, podcast. My pleasure. My pleasure. Hey, everybody get the opportunity to go check out uh, Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple. And uh, check it out So uh, from there. So appreciate you being here again, Jimmy. Uh, we know our, I tell people, you know, we know our time is valuable. So I'm glad you're sharing your valuable time with us. I, I, I couldn't think of a better place to be right now. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, and then we talked last week and we got talking about uh, what's uh, going on with you. And I said, man, I got to have you on my podcast because we talk about overcoming adversities. And you told me that uh, you got hit by a, a vehicle. Uh, was it a truck? I think it was. It was a truck. <laughs> and so you go ahead and uh, start your uh, journey with us. Uh, put us in the place where we need to pick it up with you. Uh, I was I was driving home on a Saturday morning from work. And it was raining. And there was a fellow that thought he was at NASCAR with his truck and he was going a lot faster than he should have been. And he went around a turn and got mixed into a construction zone, got turned around and started coming up the highway the wrong way. Mm. And I happened to be going down the highway the right way. Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden we were on a head on course. I was in a van Chevy van, and he was in a big uh, BMW truck. And next thing you know, the two of us kind of meshed together. Yeah. And his truck was stronger than my truck. And the last thing I remember hearing was the boom. Yeah. And the next thing I heard was a lot of people talking, mumbling outside, and I heard the Jaws of Life motor start up. Next thing I know, I was getting in, I was being put in an ambulance, Mm -hmm. and I just remember this guy looking down at me, an Oriental fellow, and all he could say was, sorry, he couldn't speak, read, or write a word of English. This is the guy that hit you? The guy that hit me. Okay. And I could never figure out how he got a driver's license in the state of New York. Mm-hmm. And making a long story short, I found out later on when we were in court that he couldn't speak English, he couldn't read English, couldn't write English, and I had to hire an interpreter. I had to hire the interpreter. Oh, wow. And I found out that in New York, they gave him the test, the driving test, the written test. In Cantonese. And when I said that that wasn't fair, they put me out of the courtroom. Hmm. Because because I was discriminating against them. This is back in the 80s. Yeah. I said, how can he... the The street signs aren't written in Cantonese. The stop signs aren't written in Cantonese. Yeah, yeah. 
they put me out of the courtroom. Mm. But long story short, I got messed up. I couldn't walk. Uh, I got put out on workers' comp at that point. And then they found out that I had the discs in my back and in my neck were destroyed. My hip was destroyed. My knees were destroyed. And they told me I'd never, they told me I wouldn't be able to go back to work and that I probably wouldn't walk again, which I surprised them. I walked for 10 years and then things got worse. And yeah. Long story short, here I am now, and I'm grateful to be alive. And, you know, things can always be worse. I, I agree with you. Yes, thanks. Things can always you, be worse. You look hard enough, you'll find somebody worse. Exactly. No matter what, there's somebody right now that wishes they were in my position. So things can always be worse. I'm, I'm, I'm down to one leg. I have one leg now. I'm blind in my left eye. I'm deaf in my left ear. I've had a couple of heart attacks. I've had five. I just came out of the hospital after my fifth stroke. Two weeks ago, I had my 17th catheterization in my heart. Hmm. I've got 11 stents in my heart. I got a stent in my right carotid artery, a prosthetic in my left carotid artery. Mm hmm. Things can always be worse. I remember one time I was in rehab and I saw a guy and I'm a spinal cord injury. Got my neck broke playing football and we, it was a spinal cord rehab. And I remember seeing one guy standing up that was a spinal cord injury. And so I felt bad because I wasn't standing, but then I saw another guy wasn't moving from his neck down. And then I felt bad that uh, I was better than him. Yeah. So, you know, you know, so I was uh, happy I was better than him, but I was bad, bad mad because I wasn't good as the other one. And so it goes back to the old adage uh, that um, uh, comparing yourself steals your joy. You know, the that, that saying, the comparison can steal your joy of life. So it's, uh, right. yeah. But again, yeah, you're right. You, you look hard enough, you can find somebody that wishes they was where you're at because they're in worse shape and they may not be disabled. It's just right. because they're homeless or they're going through a battle of cancer. They don't think they can handle, or maybe it's a divorce. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be you're disabled. No, people, people don't realize, you know, they, they look around and they think they have it the worst. I know when I first was hurt, they made me have to, I had to wear braces on my legs. And, oh, I thought that was the end of the world. Yeah. And I was throwing a big pity party for myself. You know, I look like Forrest Gump. I had these big metal braces hey, there on you my go. Legs. And I was, I was royally pissed. Yeah. Excuse my language. No, it's okay. I hated the world. And I had to go to this prosthetic place to get the, the braces put on. Mm -hmm. And while I was sitting there, I remember this clear as day. There was this little girl bouncing around in the in the room, in the waiting room. And she came over and she showed me her doll. And she couldn't have been no more than four years old. And I, you know, and you know, there's something about a little kid that brightens your day. Oh, yes. And she showed me her doll and she was talking and da 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 da. And the late her mother was saying, Don't bother the man. I said, It's okay, it's pretty cool. It made me feel better. Because I walked in there really uh, mad. Yeah. But anyway, they called her back. And then they called me back. And she was in the room to the left of the hallway. I was in the room to the right of the hallway. And the fella came in, the technician. And he was sizing me up for the braces. And I'm sitting there waiting. And he's, you know, he's talking. And all of a sudden, I see the tech come out of the room across the hall. And he's holding two legs. That little girl that was bouncing around was a double amputee. Oh wow! And I'm now I'm really feeling like crud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I said to the guy, I said that little girl has no legs. He goes, Yeah, she's been coming here since she was born. Yeah. 
And I was like, wow, that just that just set the whole picture right in my head. Mm-hmm. I walked I walked out of there with new braces and I didn't feel so bad anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you kids know? kids have a way because they don't understand how bad they really are. Exactly. You know, they still want to be kids, want to play. Uh, but here as adults, we're the smartest people in the world and, and in the planet, everywhere else. Uh, but we overanalyze things way too much. I didn't feel so smart that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can understand that because, uh, like I said, we, we think, oh, poor pitiful me. And then here, like I said, you see a child, you know, just having a good old time, just ready to go play. And yeah, we overanalyze way too much in life. Yeah. So, hey, a good example I had with a child one time was I was pushing my wheelchair through the store and I went to go put my hand on the wheel to push. And then I felt something there. I looked over there and a little girl was pushing my wheel with me. She <laughs> was having to just to help me out. All of a sudden, mother grabs her daughter and she picks her up and bounces her inside that buggy to sit. And she says, she won't bother you again. So, ma'am, she didn't bother me. I said, she was just curious about the wheelchair and she was actually helping me. I said, don't get, don't get, uh, well, she won't ever do that again. I said, yeah, you got that right. The way you're acting, she's going to see you the way you're doing. And she's going to think all those people there in wheelchairs are nothing but evil monsters because the way you're acting. Exactly. And I said, exactly. she was just curious, wanting to help. And then, yeah, and the mother took off like that. So, hey, yeah. Jay, thank you for coming in, buddy. Appreciate it. I uh, hope you enjoy. This is uh, Jimmy Apple, uh, Jay. So, how all are right. you doing, Jay? <laughs> all right. Um, so, so, so you walked, you said, about 10 years with uh, your braces. I'm assuming yeah. with the braces. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you mentioned later uh, you're a one-legged man. Yeah, what had happened was um, I became a diabetic. And because of the diabetes, I got this disease called charcoal foot. And what charcoal foot is, is your bones become weak. And I had a wound on my foot that I thought was a blister, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And it was on my big toe. You don't think anything of it. But what had happened was I was in the shower, I was washing, and all of a sudden, bam, it broke. And it looked like a scene from Psycho. Yeah. There was blood everywhere. And my wife's a nurse and she was trying to get it to stop bleeding. We couldn't get it to stop. We had ended up in the hospital. And mm-hmm. uh, long story short, they put pressure, they were trying to uh, put pressure wraps on it and what have you. And turned out they did x rays on my, my ankle and my the bones of my ankle were starting to break down. So they put me into what they call a crow walker boot. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of steady your ankle, trying to keep it as steady as they can, which didn't work. So they ended up putting me in casts. And they had to change the cast every week. And that wasn't working. One night, my wife and I were out. I was in a surgical shoe at this point. We were in Walmart. And all of a sudden, there was a snap. Now, I had peripheral neuropathy, so I couldn't feel anything in my legs. Mm -hmm. But my ankle, instead of being straight, turned sideways. Mm. I broke my ankle while I was walking. Couldn't feel it. And, again, make a long story short, went to the hospital, went to the doctor. And the doctor said, your your leg is imploding. The The bones in your ankle are imploding. And they said... If we were to try and reconstruct it, there was too many, too many surgeries you'd have to go through, and you wouldn't survive the surgeries because yeah. of some other conditions. He said, we're going to have to amputate your leg, but below the knee. They, they amputated my leg. I got a prosthetic. The day I got the prosthetic, though, it was great. They put the prosthetic on. James? They put the prosthetic on. I walked out of the office. Yeah. No no therapy, no nothing. Because I had no feeling to begin with. They put it on. My wife was and my wife was in tears. I walked out. I drove home from the front. Oh, the there you go. There Not you go. Problem. The only thing was a month later, 
I had an infection in the residual limb. It was an osteomyelitis. They tried the hyperbaric unit. Uh-huh. I was I was there for 40 days. They couldn't control it. They ended up having to amputate up above. Mm. So they did it again. And then I had a stroke. And they gave me the prosthetic above the leg, you know, above yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I almost killed myself trying to use it because of the stroke. Couldn't control it. So I'm now wheelchair bound because my what's left of my leg can't control the weight of the prosthetic. Yeah. And then the several strokes after it, I don't have the capacity to use it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So now I have a prosthetic leg that makes a nice planter. There you go. In the corner of the room. It looks like a scene from the Christmas story, you know, and make a lamp out of it. There you go. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like a oh, um, yeah, Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You story. just said that, yeah. I just I saw the other day the, the, the house uh, that is up for sale from that movie. I saw, is yeah, I, I forgot where it was and how much, but I saw it was up for sale the other day. Hey, now you, uh, hey, Jay, see if you remember this teacher. Jay and I went to school together. Jay, see if you remember this teacher, Miss Cowan, in her ninth grade year. And um, she was an amputee from cancer. Her leg was pretty much up to her hip, pretty much. And uh, she said one time she got up, uh, her roommate had took her leg and put it on the Christmas tree. (laughs) When she got up for Christmas uh, morning, that her roommate had done that. So you remember her, uh, Jay? (laughs) Miss Cowan. So, yep, Jay said he remembers her. So cool. All right. Uh, yeah, she said she was telling that story one day that, um, yeah, that her got up, couldn't find her leg at Christmas morning, and her like, roommate put it up on the tree. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Now, Jimmy, let me say, we just met here just last week, really, uh, talking mm-hmm. to your show and stuff. And, man, the reason I wanted you is not because of just your story. Man, just the way you are. I mean, you're so positive, you're energetic. And let me ask this question. Was Jimmy like this before all this took place? Did you learn to become more positive? Um, Were you the poor pitiful me type? I mean, what was Jimmy before this? Are you, I mean, are you still the same Jimmy in that concept? I think, I think I'm the same. I think I'm the same. I've, I've never been somebody to lay down and say, oh, poor me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never. Yeah, I this here this here was a was a trial though because I did go through. I had my pity party. Mm-hmm. I did because for a while there, I was like, "Why is this happening to me?" You know, I I was seriously, seriously, seriously mad <laughs> when it first happened. I, you know, the guy that hit me, I had to get over the fact that. He didn't go out of his house that day to run me down. Yeah, you know, I, had, I had to get that out of my head. Yeah, because I was looking. I was looking for blood. I was looking for blood. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. When when it first happened, because I was on a spiral upward in my career. I was I was really going leaps and bounds upwards in my career at that point, and I went from making really, really, really good money. I had a company car. You know, I was on the, I was up the, I'm on the way up the ladder. Yeah. And all of a sudden I went from climbing that ladder to making $160 a week on workers' comp. Yeah. And being financially independent to having to depend on my wife and barely scraping by to pay my rent. Yeah. We had just moved into a brand new apartment. We were on the waterfront. It, it was beautiful. We moved out of an apartment building. We moved into a waterfront walking apartment. When you walked out in the morning, you could smell the salt water. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And now... I'm not know not knowing if I can afford this apartment. Not you know. It was just it, it was a disaster. Well, it adds more 
a different type of stress now. You know, physically yeah. you're dealing with everything else, emotionally you're dealing with everything else. Now you got to deal with the financial. Exactly. And I wanted blood from this guy. Yeah. I and wanted... that's understandable. And, you know, it, it was just, it was rough. It was a very rough time in my life at that point. So how did you get over from not hunting him down then? Well, number one, for a year, I couldn't get out of bed. There you go. That'd calm, <laughs> that'd calm things down. <laughs> so that, so that kind of that kind of put a put another stress on me because uh-huh. for a year it was festering in me. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, myself, yeah. When I get out of this, because I I rode a motorcycle. I was I was I was a biker, mm-hmm. and I was I, I was I was paying my rent on my on my lot from my motorcycle religiously. In my mind, I kept on thinking. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get on my bike. I'm going yeah. out to Flushing, Queens. I'm going to find this guy. And, you know, I had it all worked out in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that kept me going. You know, it uh, goes back, and I, I mentioned this on your show with, with me, and this sounds a perfect example of the same thing, that I felt invincible is why I felt going this far in life that I've used that same invincibility and here it are with you, you know, whether you call it being hard-headed, strong-headed, invincible. Um, uh, what do you want to go back in um, revenge? Whatever you want to call it, right. you know, uh, to me, it sounds more, you know, you had this invincibility and you're still going to live life from there. Well, you know what, th- what did it for me though? My wife. Mm-hmm. My wife has always been my voice of reason. Yeah. And she put it in my head. She said, do you think this man got up that morning and said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find Jim Mm. and I'm going to run him down? Because I, it was burning so bad in me that I was going to give myself a heart attack at that point. Yep, yep, yep. It was burning so bad that what it was was I was scared, to be honest with you. Yeah, I had no way to turn. And this is what prompted me, actually, to start the podcast and my blog and everything else, because I had nobody to turn to. Yeah. Everyone I turned to meant well. And they said, sue him. Well, that made no sense to me. You know, everyone's answer was sue him. Don't worry about it. You'll be better than new. They had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. And I had nobody that had been through anything like this before to talk to. You know, it's like you. Did you have anyone to talk to that had been through what you you were going through? No. When I first got, I didn't, I didn't, where we live, yeah, I, I didn't know anybody in wheelchair has been it's a, considered a spinal cord injury, uh, except for one gentleman. I've mentioned him on your show, JT. And right. I met him when I was visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. And he was spinal cord injury, paralyzed at in 30 years old or whatever from a car accident. But by the time I got paralyzed, I'm sure he was passed on by then because I've never saw him after, you know. So, I, yeah, like you said, no, I didn't know anybody, really. Right. So, but everyone everyone probably gave you the, that, same, that same advice. Sue him or don't worry about it or pull yourself up. Don't worry, you know. You'll be better. You'll come back better than new. And da 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 da. These are the things I heard. Yeah. And you know what? They didn't mean a hill of beans. <laughs> because all I knew is I was hurting. Yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't. I couldn't lift my arms. I couldn't do anything. And the thought of suing anybody at that point in my life didn't mean anything to me. All I wanted to know was, what do I do next? How am I going to support my family? Mm-hmm. How am I going to keep a roof over my head? Where do I turn? What do I do? You know, and getting a lawyer was the least of my problems. I, yeah. You're home during the day. You got your choice of 1,500 lawyers if you watch TV because every yeah, other commercial right. was a lawyer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? Oh. So, well, I'm telling I'm, you, uh, I've never been married, so I've never been blessed uh to have a uh, a wife in my right. life, but uh, but I do have a strong-headed mother, 
There you go. She gave she gave advice like uh, your wife did. And what's your wife's name? Tara. Karen. Uh, be sure to tell Tara. her to Tara. Kara, Kara, be sure to tell her we say hello. I and, will. Uh, but uh, I'm sure my mother, like Kara, was giving the same advice. And don't you hate it when they're right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, afterwards, you sit back and you stool over, and eight months later, you go, you know, I'm I'm glad you told me that. You know, regretfully, you're saying that, but uh, mm-hmm. you but you're you're glad they they did think rational for you. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you need that. Yes, you definitely need that, and you know, it's it's you have to you have to be able to put yourself though in a positive spot. You have to be able to do that, but by the same token, James, you have to be able to allow yourself to have a pity party. You have to be able to allow yourself. You can't pretend to be strong a hundred percent of the time. Because if you do, eventually, you're going to blow a cork like Mm -hmm. nobody has ever seen before. That's right. You're going to blow up, and it's going to blow up at the wrong people. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Jan. Hey, Jan, if you come in listening later on. Hey, Jan. uh, Jan's dad used to tell her, and she told me one time, that uh, it's okay to visit Pittyville, but it's unacceptable to move in. That's right, exactly. And we're going, we're going to throw our little pity parties as life goes on. But the uh, sooner, I told you on yours, I teach the ABCs. The sooner A, we can accept this adversity, we can start healing and moving forward. That's right. That's right. You know, your pity party has to come to an end. Like every good party, I've never, ha- I've never been to a party that lasts too long because after a while it gets stale. Mm-hmm. You know, a good party has an ending. And when the when it comes to an end, everyone helps clean up and you move on. That's right. So every but everybody deserves and when, when someone gets hurt, everybody deserves a pity party. And you can't stop them from having it because if you stop them from having it, I'm gonna throw you out of the house. <laughs> You're not welcome at my pity party then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> You, if you want, if you want to come to my pity party, you're more than welcome. But if you tell me I can't have it, get out. That's right. It's going on with or without you. Exactly. You so, don't have to bring a gift. All you have to do is come and enjoy it with me. That's right. You yeah, know? and even then, when someone's going through their pity party, I don't want to hear you give me excuses on what I need to do next. No, just let me go through my my grieving, and then let's get out of it and go. I mean, all I need someone just sit and listen to me gripe, you know, and they just nod their head. And then when it's time, like you said, then it's time to go. So exactly. And then, and, and yeah, I don't need to hear what you need to say or want to say because I'm in my mood. I'm in what I want. (laughs) And what you say, what you say, we're not listening anyway. Yeah. We're we're all, yeah, we all deserved that little pity party, and it's going to happen more than once in life. It's your party. Yeah. And you'll cry I, if you want to. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You can cry <laughs> if you want to. That's right. So there ought to be a song like that. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there I think is. there is one. Right? Right. There is one out there like that. So, all but right, Jimmy, uh, go, uh, go ahead. No, but people just have to realize that. And it, it, it's so important. It's normal. It. It's normal. Exactly. It's like the five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. When you get hurt, it's as if you've lost something. It's like, it's like a death. And especially like in your case or in my case, when, when you've gotten hurt to the point that your life has changed, it's the same thing as having a death and you have to grieve. You don't have to grieve forever, but you have to be able to grieve. And you have to be you have to be let let alone you have to be let alone to grieve yeah and I, tell, I tell people i got five birthdays <laughs> and one of them was the day that i got my spinal cord injury that day of being an athlete being a provider was all gone right the day that i was born paralyzed to be in a wheelchair and do the best i can and accepting help from other people 
that day I begin. So it's one of my birthdays. I tell people I got five of them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you're like a, you're like a cat with, with five lives. There you go. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so now, Jimmy, um, uh, let me see here. Let's, uh, so how long did it take once, uh, Kara said, you know, come on, come on. This guy didn't come out hunting for you that day. How long did it take you to accept that to move on? Cause you was on that path of revenge. Uh, like I said, even in your head may not, may not have come out and really happen, but in your head, it was there. And like I said, driving that stress level up. But how long did you find when she says that you finally go, yeah, you know, you're right. It took me, it, it took me a while. Yeah. To be honest. No, you know, yeah. 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 It took me a while. Um, I'd probably say six, eight months. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it, I'm not going to lie and say, well, it just popped right out of my head and said, I, I, even a year. It, mm-hmm. it was always in the back of my head that, you know, sometimes I get, it might have been gone for a while. And then something would come up. and Something it, to re-trigger it. Right. And I'd say, damn, if it wasn't for that guy playing games on the highway that day, I could have done this. That's right. Or I could have done that. And maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, I, you know, I might have forgiven him for for what happened because it was an accident. I yeah. I, I know in my head, it was, but I'll never forget it. Exactly. You know, I'll never forget. I'll forgive him. I've forgiven him because it wasn't his fault. It was an accident. That's why they make the word accident. Mm-hmm. But I never forget it. it well, that, mean, word, that word forgiveness is a thing of its own as well. I mean, because, again, to give this forgiveness is taking, like they say, the guy from living rent-free in your head right. and all this animosity of getting even, you know, out. So that uh, uh, even the guy that hit me when it broke my neck, uh, I've told people and said, I don't know if I've actually said the word forgiveness, uh, but I, essentially I have because I say I hope he has the best life possible, you know. And uh, I've, I've only met him one time, and I think I met him one time when I was in the hospital. I don't know if it was him or not. Um, but again, I hope he had. I hope he's had the best life possible. So, right. Well, like. Even with the lawsuit, when I when I sued them, the guy had minimal insurance, and it came down to a decision I had to make: Do I want to sue him because he owned the truck mm-hmm. and he owned the company? And they said, "Here's what we can do: He had X amount of dollars in insurance, and they were willing to pay X amount of dollars." And they said, well, what we can do is we can sue him for, I forget how many millions, but you're not going to get it, but they'll put a lien on him for the rest of his life. Yeah. And at first, at first thought, I was like, put a lien on him. Then I, I said, I can't make that decision. I have to go home and think about this. Yeah. And we went home and I said to, I said to my wife, I said, Tara, I said, he didn't come out like you said. He didn't come out that day and say, I'm going to get him. And I can't see ruining somebody's life for the rest of their life. He has a family, too. So I decided not to do it. I couldn't do that to somebody rightfully. Yeah. And, so, and then there was times after that I wish I did. But I hear you. I hear <laughs> you. Know? you. No, that, I, that, couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't ruin somebody's life over an accident. I I I couldn't do it either. Uh, again, he's putting them on that that stress for them the rest of their life, knowing whatever's going to be made, the uh, buck fifty's coming to me. <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's going to be so small of amount, you're not even going to really know you got it. No. And so, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't do that either. It just so, didn't. That'd be one of them. That'd be one of the things called a hard pill to swallow. But yeah, I think, it, but I think I could choke it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just couldn't I could I wouldn't want it done to me. Yeah. And that's the way I looked at it. And I I, I just couldn't do it. And people told me I was crazy. 
People told me I was going. But think about it. If the if the shoe if the shoe was on the other foot, could you imagine going to work every day, and because you had an accident, all right, you may have I may have been a jerk. I was speeding or whatever, but because I had an accident, I got to take a percentage of my paycheck every week for the rest of my life until I hit ten million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. And pay this other guy because of an accident? I just couldn't. I would, like you said, I wouldn't want to be under that stress. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't do that to another human being. But then, even if you did accept it and then say they're two weeks late on a thing because they had some problems and couldn't work, and then you're going, wait, now you're two weeks being and you're putting me behind me, and then you're getting stressed out again. Now, I think you made the right decision. I I wouldn't want, I put it this way. I wouldn't go after somebody and say, yo, you're two weeks late. But just think about them thinking, oh no, now I'm two weeks late on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And they're worrying what's going to be some consequences that may come from this. And then you're worrying about, you're worrying about when, when's the shoe going to drop on me? Yeah. 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 I I couldn't do that to somebody. Well, you're you're a good man on that one. So I wouldn't say I'm a good man, but you got a good man, and of course they say that uh, behind all good man's a great wife, right? Exactly. So, there exactly. you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jim, let me ask you this: uh, You said now you mentioned blogging and uh, podcasting, and mm-hmm. well, what else you're doing? Uh, I find this says uh, talking to you and other people I've, I've, I've interviewed is a great form of therapy for me, anyway. Oh, definitely. You know, I get to open up, I get to talk, I get to learn from you and others. I, I find it a great form of therapy as well. So you think you're you're blogging as well with your podcast? Has I, helped don't, you? I don't blog anymore because I have neuropathy in my hands. Mm-hmm. That's what made me start podcasting. Okay, I got you. I got you. I I used to I used to blog um regularly and I find it I like you, I find it very therapeutic. And I love to talk to, like with you. I mean, we started out. It was going to be a thirty-minute, a thirty-minute podcast, and I think we were on, we were on the phone for an hour and a half. Almost long, yeah. And uh, but I I learned so much from talking to you. You know, not just on the podcast, but what we talk about before and after mm-hmm. as well. And I I take that to heart. I I love to learn what other people are going through because it helps me when I talk to other people. Exactly. Give you know, some I, advice and tell them, Hey, I got this other, I had through, go listen to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and uh, I, I love to be able to help others. That's what my whole, my whole journey is with podcasting. I, I love to be able to help other people. I'm trying to give them what I didn't have when I first got hurt. Yeah, someone that they can talk to, someone that can give them some information um, that I couldn't get. Like I I do a lot of talking about social security disability. I do a lot of talking about workers' comp. I do a lot of talking about where to to turn. Um, I've had guests on about uh, an attorney from social security disability. Mm Mm-hmm that wrote a book with questions that you would have yeah. about, you know, how to apply for social security. Uh, I've spoke to, I've had doctors on, you know, what you should do, how, you know, when to, when to actually go to a doctor and, you know, what, what record you should bring to the doctor with you. You know, these are things that I didn't know. Yeah. And like, Things like, well, you know yourself, you you get you get checked on by Social Security Disability. Yeah, you, you ever get that that uh, update notice that they send you? Oh yeah. All right. When I first got that, <laughs> yeah, I was scared to death. I yeah. had no idea what it was. I was still in bed that I couldn't walk, and they're sending me this uh, update notice. Yeah, I wanted to know if you gotten better. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I'm reading this, and back then it was like a book that they sent you. Yeah. You know? And I'm reading it, and I didn't get the chance to finish reading it. And they're sending me a second notice telling me it was a warning. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh. So then I found out what it was all about. I did it. I faxed it. And did, but now I make it a point to go over that several times during the year for people that might be getting it so mm-hmm. that they don't freak out, so that they know what it is. Yeah, especially, like you said, a first-timer getting in, you're going, what is, what, oh, no, I'm going to lose my benefits over what? Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so I make sure I make that clear a couple of times a year. I put out an episode about that. And, you know, some people might say, oh, you're repeating yourself. No, I'm putting it out purposely a couple of times a year. Yeah, yeah. So that people see it. And I get I get emails from people going, thank you so much for that episode. Yeah, because you do it multiple times a year, because multiple times a year, somebody else is going to be newly injured or exactly. newly disabled or newly cancerous or newly whatever it is and yeah so yeah i that, that's good i understand that to keep them up so exactly exactly so i i just want to like my first podcast said i'm not i'm not a doctor i'm not a lawyer i'm not you know i'm i'm nothing i'm somebody that went through the system i'm somebody that went through this i'm just a friend letting you know what happened to me so that maybe You'll 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 be a step ahead when it comes comes. That's down. right. Yeah, because we like I said earlier, we didn't know anybody when we first got hurt. Exactly. Now with all this new technology, people are finding out everywhere on whatever they're going through. Exactly. And it's you know what? There's so many people out there. This bothers me. I I listen to so many podcasts. I go on to so many Facebook pages for people with disabilities. And you ever go on to, onto a podcast and you know right away that it's it's bullshit. Excuse my yeah. language. Uh, no, we're, we're adults here. Go ahead. And you get on there and it's very somber music, and the guy sounds like uh, he's a you know a ten dollar lawyer. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to my podcast, and we're going to speak about. You know that this guy drives a cab during the day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like a lawyer at night, living the dream, talking, and he's talking through his ass the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> living the dream. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you know, he's oh yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard those before. Yeah, and he's given such bad information. And I'll write to the guy, and he'll say, he'll write back and say, "Well, thank you for listening to the podcast." Because I'll write to him first and go. I listen to your podcast. Yeah. Just that's all. All right. He'll write back, and he's so happy because he finally got a fan mail. Yeah, you know? there you go. And he'll write back, and I'll write back, and like, where did you hear this nonsense from? Yeah. What? Yeah. Ooh. And he'll write back to me. Like he'll go back to me several times, and then finally I just tell him, "Man, you're full of crap." Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll stop writing to me. So, but. I, but People you listen, are amazing. You, know, you listen to him, and he'll be there for five, six episodes, and then they'll they'll disappear. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. People are amazing, there, Jimmy. The, amazing, yeah. Amazing. People They're are strange. amazing. They're strange, strangely amazing. There you go. <laughs> I gotta tell you, now, I these people. To... I tell you what. Uh, I, I heard about this group years ago forgot all about it and someone brought it up again here not to get into a whole bunch of other stuff but they call themselves um uh transabled or trans disabled uh, and it's these yeah. healthy people but in their mind on mind they think that they're disabled mm-hmm. and they they do stuff to get disabled they're getting yeah. A leg or arm or hand or something, or they'll do something and get spinal cord injury because they believe that's the way they should be. Yeah, and they're, and they're perfectly healthy. Well, there's a there's a. I thought you were going to talk about that group on Facebook. There's a uh, there's something about uh, um. I got. <laughs> I don't know why I got invited. I got invited to join their group. <laughs> join their there you group. go. Um, it's. Uh, transabled or trans disabled? Yeah, it's but one of the two that I've heard of. Yeah, it's a group of um, transgender um, something or others that are disabled. They, well, they wanted to be on my podcast, mm-hmm. 
they wanted they wanted me to interview them and I I have no problem. I don't care if you want to get tied up and tickled with a feather. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to get disability benefits. They're working to get disability benefits for people who are transgender. Well, I don't think that's a disability. I think that's something that you do. That Yeah. That's not a disability unless you unless you want to classify that as a mental disability. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it's a mental disability. I think that's something that you you decide or, you know, you say you were born that way. All right. You were born that way. It's not a disability. Yeah. I don't know if it's classified as a disability. And I don't know. It's That's not for other medical people to make that decision, not for me. It, uh, and I'm like you. Yeah, I'm like you. What people do, they do. I, I, they I'm do not it. judging. Yeah. I don't. I just no one of, yeah, I'm just one of them. Just don't push it on me. Right. I'm not going to do my thing on you. He's like, yeah. And I hope whatever decision they make, I hope it turns out to be the, the best decision they ever made. Right, exactly. But, but, you do you. Do you. That's exactly, yeah. You do you and let me do me, please. That's so, it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. And if you tell me that you're disabled and that's a disability for you and you can, by all means, but don't use me as a launch pad for some sort of um, social injustice or something because yeah. I don't feel it is and I'm not going to back it. And it's, yeah, exactly. There's some people that I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't let them on. It just and there's a lot of people I do put on, right? And, I, and it's but it's not to say because I don't agree with that doesn't mean it's the wrong thing for them. It's no, just I, not for me. I so. don't. If you tell me that you're having a problem, if there's a if there's a if there's a problem or or something something medically that has to do with something. If there's a problem, if it's, if it's other than you just feel this should be a, 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 a disability. Like I yeah. had somebody that tells me that the, the WHO, the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. deemed that playing video games is, a, is an addiction. And that's, that's a disability. I'm sorry, I don't feel that playing video games is an addiction, and I don't think it's a disability. And as far as I can see, I don't see anything in the in the Social Security Disability Handbook that claims playing video games is a disability. No, no. I can see it being addictive, though. People, I can see on it being that, addictive. people being on that thing 14 hours a day. I can see that, but as a disability, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. And no. it's the same thing with this transgender. I looked it up, and I can see it being addictive for some people. I can see it being a way of life for some people, but I don't see it being a disability. I don't see it in the in the, the Social Security handbook. Yeah, and that again, that goes to more people with better knowledge than I've got of all this and right. training for them to make that decision. Cause I have no idea. So again, I just go back and tell people you do you and I hope you got the best decision you've ever made in your life. If you want to, if you want to come on and, and explain why you think it's a disability. Hey, I'll listen. I'll listen to anybody. I'm not discriminated against anybody, but, I don't know. They that just if you if you're coming on to make a social project out of it or something like yeah. that, that my podcast isn't the one to do it on. I agree. It's I agree. The, uh, they there's a million others you can go talk to. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, all right, Jimmy. I think we're going to wrap this on up, man. I'm, I'm glad we got to meet here. I'm glad we got you're to meet. Really you know, I love I love your attitude and your enthusiasm, man. I, I, I right back at you, right back at you. you you're right up there, James. You, I mean, Professor of Perseverance, that you are. That well, you are. Appreciate and that, I, Jimmy. I appreciate you. Uh, you're doing a great job out there. You, I listened to your podcast. I went back and I listened to episodes of your podcast. 
And I have to say, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm going to go grab some of your five minute deals that you've talked about. You've been doing here lately. And yeah, maybe uh, take, like I said, take a little idea uh, off of you from there. Yeah. So. There's 32 of them up 32. And there's another one coming out of 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. There we go. Yeah. I'm going in. So other people be sure to catch Jimmy Apple on an Apple a day podcast. You okay. Can go be to, sure to check it out. You can go to www.famousapple.com forward slash podcast, bring it directly to the my podcast page, or you can pick it up wherever you listen to podcasts at. We're on every platform. There we go. Awesome. Hey, Jimmy, let's uh, finish up here. We know people hurting yeah. and struggling. And if you can give us a positive message to help them get through today. Hey, listen, no one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot. I was waiting for you to say an apple a day keeps apple, the doctor away. An apple keeps a Jimmy day. Apple busy. <laughs> an apple a day keeps you in touch with me. There you go with Jimmy <laughs> Apple. There you, you go. know it. James, hey, Jimmy, thank you it, buddy. so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll talk to you again real soon, buddy. Yes, sir. We will. We'll stay in contact here. So hang in there for a minute. Uh, everybody, uh, again, I'm Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for coming in on the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Share this uh, episode out to someone that needs a good laugh, needs to get uh, a little hyper and get up from their situation. So, hey, everybody, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.